Hello and welcome back to The Brew Interview. It's the only podcast with hosts that put the thick in ethical. I am Robbie and joining me as always via the internet is my best friend, Lauren. It is episode 84 and this week, Lauren and I ask each other the tough questions and get all ethical on your ass. Or in your ass? I don't know, Lauren mentioned something about my ass. Either way, join us this week on The Brew Interviews. The Brew Interviews, coast to coast, brews, faves, and more with Lauren and Robbie. So how you been, Lauren? Well, Robbie, uh, I've been just fine, I think. I'm hanging in there. COVID hasn't gotten me yet. Uh, so I, I, I did go to my parents' house for uh, Father's Day weekend. I camped outside. I didn't stay inside. We social distanced the whole time. So I think they're okay. Uh, it was Steph's birthday, so I came over and hung out in the parking, the parking lot, the driveway. In the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, the parking yeah. lot. It was a parking lot the party. The old parking lot. <laughs> uh, so that was fun. Yeah, it was, uh, It's it's been good. Uh, how have you been, Robbie? Not too bad. Uh, for Steph's birthday celebration, we went to Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Yes. And they have a lot of great breweries there, but we went on a Monday Dummy. and they're all closed, except for Great Rhythm. Um, their beer was fine. Yeah, I like Great Rhythm. Yeah, I had a Pilsner, their Pilsner. It was a, it's, I know you and I, every time we go to a brewery, we like to find a good Pilsner. Yeah. Because not everybody has one. Yeah. Theirs is pretty decent. Is it? It it tastes like a Heineken and another beer kind of had a baby. Okay, I could get I behind like that. that. Yeah, you yeah, like I Heineken. <laughs> and I, I actually like, I like Heineken too. Like if I yeah. had to choose between that and like Bud Light, obviously I would choose Heineken. Oh, yeah. But... I like that kind of weird skunky-ish taste. Yeah, it it's kind of like through. a, it's like a better Stella type beer you know what i mean way better still but but it's like still that same like skunky experience yeah, kinda. in both of them the skunky, <laughs> that experience. skunky experience that's their new advertising <laughs> slogan for heineken the skunky experience oh that would be so funny that's okay but i got we got a cool glass oh that's cute it says great rhythm on the other side they were doing some weird shit with their beer orders online you had to scan a qr code it was kind of a pain Ugh, in the ass, that's too much technology but... for me Ugh, and you have to re-put in your card number every time you want to order just like one beer. Like no, you thank you. It, it was, it was very annoying. But Portsmouth is awesome. Can't wait till all the breweries are back open again. Oh, I time, so. fucking cool. love Portsmouth. If I could live in Portsmouth again, I absolutely would. Uh, I told my father that we went to Portsmouth, and he goes, "God, I love that city." Sir, Portsmouth. <laughs> He's like, I haven't been there forever. Portsmouth but. is just like the gem of New Hampshire. Like, I don't care where you go. Yeah. Portsmouth is is. The best vibe in New Hampshire, in my opinion. Those of you don't know, Portsmouth is right on the ocean. So yeah. So it's kind of the gem. Yeah. It's... Yeah, for what little coastline we have. The very little coastline that we have. Very yeah. little coastline. It, but it's just such a diverse area. Like, you have so many different kinds of people. And, like, I worked... Like, I interned I interned for, for the city of Portsmouth. And even, like, the yeah. people that work for the city are such good, genuine people. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's just a great place. It'd be sweet to work in Portsmouth. Yeah, yeah. Portsmouth is awesome. Portsmouth is, yep. is definitely awesome. I also have some other good news. There is a vintage game store down the street, as Lauren knows. Ooh. And I'm a collector. So I went there today because I just wanted to ask them some questions and just browse. And as I was leaving, I hit the strategy guide. They have like a rack of magazines, old magazines and strategy guides. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this. I want to look through these. And I found an issue of Nintendo Power magazine. Cool. Which came out in 1988. That's when it first started. And it was the first issue. It was, it was a, it's a little rough. And I go, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. It's the first issue of Nintendo Power. Uh-huh. And, I, and, I, and I'd already paid for my stuff. 
I was on my way out, and I was just like stopping and look at the rack. And I said, hey, ma'am, how much is this? I'm just kind of curious. And she goes, you know what? Just take it. What? So this woman is super, super nice. Number one, her name's Sue. Uh, level up gaming in Goffstown, New Hampshire. I don't think she knew what she had. Because like a good co- conditioned copy of the number one issue of Nintendo Power, uh-huh. if it has the poster inside, it goes for like 150 to $300. Holy shit. How much did she have it priced for? Do you know? I don't no clue. I there was no price sticker on it. She just said take it. Wow, like, what a yes, ma'am. fucking you boss. Got... That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, of course I can't sell it now because it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was the free. story that comes with it like is more valuable than what you would get for it. Yeah, it <laughs> yeah. was pretty good. That was a pretty cool, cool score today. So that's awesome. I what have are you a drinking, Lauren? oh, I was just gonna say I have a bunch of oh. of uh, those Atari uh, manuals for you. I'll yeah, well, we can trade for your old knives that I sharpened. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, so this week, I am switching away from... I feel like I've been drinking a lot of IPAs and branch sours and, and branch and blade. So uh, <laughs> this week, I'm drinking white chocolate... Bleh, 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 bleh. Let me try that one again. White chocolate muhu, uh, which is an ale brewed with cocoa nibs and natural flavor added from Terrapin Beer Company in athens georgia athens you said atlanta yes i did but that's only because i saw an a and a ga after it when you i grabbed read. it out of the fridge so i just automatically assumed it was atlanta but Ugh. it's athens georgia um and this is their 2019 reserve yeah and it's really good um it's very sweet but it's not that like sticky fake sweet that you usually get that gives it the sweetness you know what i mean yeah i do <laughs> yeah <laughs> you could have um, stopped at the first part <laughs> it's funny that this is an ale like look at do you see the color it looks like a stout oh yeah like sta- i guess ale. stouts are ales though aren't they yeah i don't know who gives a shit yeah it's thick tastes good and it's good. it it tastes like a mo- like, you know the yoohoo the yoohoo moohoo you know what i mean yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i got the pun in the beginning don't get me wrong <laughs> that it tastes like that it's good i dig <laughs> nice. it yeah what are you drinking robbie uh, I also went a little bit of the sweet route, like you. So I am drinking. You call me sweet. Never. Oh. <laughs> I am drinking Sugar Shack. Oh damn! From Liquid Riot in Portland, Maine. Liquid Riot. I've never heard of them. This is a lager brewed with fresh Maine maple sap and Maine maple syrup. That sounds boss. It is seven percent alcohol and it is fucking amazing. Yes. It's so good. It just t- it tastes like you took. A lager in those maple syrup and, you know, the honey and maple syrup, like, uh, straws yeah, that I used to get yeah. that your parents used to sell? It's like that mixed together. It is so good. Oh, my God. That sounds so delicious. Yeah. And it has really cool can art. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't say it's like that a can. tree. So, yeah. Liquid Riot in Portland, Maine. And I got this at the Packy, by the way, in Manchester, New Hampshire. Yes, so. the Packy. Um, Hashtag sponsor us. I've never. Yes. Please sponsor us. Um, I've never heard of that brewery. Neither did I. Yeah. I just saw the maple syrup thing and I bought it right away. I know. <laughs> mm, seriously. Also, my beer is 8.5%. Uh, nice. Yes. So that'll be fun. Well. So as you heard in the beginning, today we're going to be talking about not just ethics, but things that are ethical. Ethical situations. Situations hopefully no, none of us are ever put into. Please, God, no. Some of these. You read these. Some of these are pretty <laughs> Yeah, they're pretty uh, they're brutal. Uh, so how it's going to work is that we're just going to read a certain ethical situation, and then we're just going to talk about what we would do in those certain situations. So would you like me to start with the first story? Yeah, you go first. All right. 
This one is called Runaway Trolley. A runaway trolley is heading down the tracks toward five workmen who will be killed if the trolley proceeds on its present course. Molly is on a footbridge over the tracks, in between the approaching trolley and the five workmen. Next to her on the footbridge is a stranger who happens to be very large. Fat. <laughs> if she does nothing, the trolley will proceed, causing the deaths of the five workmen. The only way to save the lives of these workmen is to push the stranger off the bridge and onto the tracks below, where his large, fat body will stop the trolley, causing his death. Should Molly push the stranger onto the tracks in order to save the five workmen? Lauren, what do you think? Uh... It's no! No! <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think that she should do that. <laughs> that's, that's murder! Yeah, that's murder. Well, see, I, I also think of it... No, you shouldn't push somebody off a bridge to stop a train. No. No, the guy in the trolley has no choice. Yeah. He's trying. The guys are the workers. I mean, they're not. They should pay attention. Murder, they should hear a trolley yeah. com- coming towards them. This this rotund person has no issues right now, okay? And you pushing him is taking away his life. Honestly, you. he should see what's happening and jump off the bridge and sacrifice himself. That's really that. what... <laughs> <laughs> Damn, would you do that? No. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> Maybe your big boobs would just gum up the wheels of the... The train or the trolley, whatever the hell it is. The trolley. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Thanks to the large breasts of this lesbian woman who looks like a young boy. Uh, I'd push you. I know you would. I wouldn't push this rotund guy. I'd just push you. I know. I yeah. know. It doesn't even have to be a train coming. I would just push you. I don't know. <laughs> just scare you a little bit. Push you on the tracks. <laughs> I was going to say, I could see that. <laughs> Keep you on your toes. Don't get too close to the edge. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even say that. Like, <laughs> uh, Wait till you're holding a beer. Or I feel like you wouldn't even have to do that. Like I would just be expecting you to do that, and I would scare yeah. myself and just like jump, and then. <laughs> I would wait till there were no uh, witnesses, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's smart. Yeah, at least make a. <laughs> so work we would for not it. push the fat man. No, no pushing fat men in front of trains. We do not condone that here on the Brew Interviews. Ethical scenario number two. The Tortured Child. I liked this one. I did not. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine that a powerful alien were to visit Earth with the ability to eradicate war, famine, and suffering. The alien says that he will do this and turn the world into a utopia where humans will be happy and peaceful forevermore, but only if a price is paid. He demands a small child be given to him so that he can perform hideous scientific experiments on it, causing the child unimaginable pain. Should you hand over the child? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. God, number one, I, I want to, can I give the child to the alien? Because I've always wanted to meet an alien. And this seems like the best opportunity to do so, well, is I, give him a small child. I wouldn't, I think that we should do something tricky. Like, you know that disease that, like, you don't feel any pain? Like that, neuro, I think it's like a neurological disease. <clears throat> we just Leprosy? <laughs> no. No, it's like yeah, a, leprosy. You can't feel pain. Yeah, but there's like an act. There's like another like neurological like disease that makes you like not feel like you just don't have feeling. Like it's just not leprosy. even leprosy. No, shut up. It was on. An, it was on an episode of House. It's on an episode of House. I remember. Um, <laughs> but Damn we leprosy. we should give them a kid like that, and then we know they won't feel yeah. any pain. They still get the kid and could do all their scientific shit. Like Disney Channel stars, like someone we don't like. Yeah, or like one that's our what. Well, I would assume, also, I would assume that the aliens probably want, like, a healthy child, though. Are they, they specific? That, to be fair. No, they don't say. All right, so. Just hand over a child. Yeah, I would absolutely hand over a child. 
Or we just, like, get a really old guy, like, a 98-year-old guy that's, like, on death's doorstep. And we just dress him in, like, cool just kid, like, skateboarder a... clothes. <laughs> no, like, skateboarder clothes. Yeah. And be like, hey, we got you a kid. <laughs> and he's like, what's up, bros? And he's like, there's the kid. I like it. How do I aliens like know? They don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They're aliens. So there's a second part of this question. So so we would hand over the, alien, uh, the kid to the alien. Yep. But the second part of this question is, what if the alien demands that you must inflict the torture on the child yourself? First off, why am I the one talking to the aliens? Why are they choosing me to inflict that torture on a child? (laughs) You'd be the worst at inflicting torture. Yeah, exactly. That's a bad choice on the alien's part, so I would decline that and let somebody else. And then they zap us all and kill us. Well, that, you Because you declined. That's fine. That's rude. You should never decline an invitation, Laura. Well, you know what, Robbie? I'm not going to torture a child. I can't. Who's the child? It doesn't matter who the child is. (laughs) It does. It does not. (laughs) There are a lot of kids I don't like. Well, there's a lot of kids I don't like either, but that doesn't mean I want to fucking torture them. Yeah, but (laughs) just teach their own, I guess. All right. Well, I can't do it. (laughs) Robbie, could you do it? Would you? I think it depends on the child. I know I'd be doing it for the right reasons. You're a monster. So Lauren would torture a child. No, I would not. I absolutely would not do that. All right. On to question number three. The deliberate infection. I don't like this one. This sounds like a teen drama. It kind of does. <laughs> a lifetime right. movie. Yeah, the deliberate infection. <laughs> no, because there's no domestic abuse or stalkers. The well, lifetime wouldn't you, buy it. Yeah, but you could turn this into it. <laughs> <laughs> True. All right. Ken is a doctor. I wouldn't want a doctor named Ken, first of all. Absolutely not. One of his patients, whom he has diagnosed as HIV positive, is about to receive a blood transfusion prior to being released from the hospital. He has told Ken, in the confidence of their doctor-patient relationship, that after he gets his transfusion and his medicine from Ken, he intends to infect as many people as possible with HIV starting that evening. Because Ken is bound by doctor-patient confidentiality, there is no legal way to stop this man from carrying out his plan. Even if Ken warned the police, they would not be able to arrest him since his medical information is protected. It occurs to Ken that he could contaminate his medication by putting an untraceable poison in it that will kill him before he gets a chance to infect others. Should Ken poison this man in order to prevent him from spreading HIV? No. No? No. No, I don't think that he should poison this man to prevent uh, him spreading HIV. I think that he should anonymously report him to the police, which I understand the medical record thing or whatever. Um, but then I also think he should anonymously, like, just put it in the paper, anonymously post it all over social media. <laughs> Literally, I would <laughs> trace he, that so fast. I absolutely would trash somebody hard on there because you don't want to poison somebody just in case they were like joking, but they're just like bad at jokes. Like you don't want to, you don't want to risk your medical <laughs> license joking, in that way. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm like, gonna infect everybody. <laughs> yeah, but like. Sometimes yeah, people could misconstrue. I know, but like you just you never know. I don't think poisoning somebody is the answer in this situation. So, I think I've watched a lot of Law and Order SVU. So, I'm basically a lawyer. The, basically. The whole giving like purposely infecting somebody with HIV, isn't it a manslaughter charge or it's like a it's a charge along the lines of yeah. murder almost sometimes. I'm pre- yeah, it's like I'm pretty sure there are like laws in place to like protect 100%. things like this. And I think because it ha- it can, like, hurt other people, 
the doctor-patient confidentiality is, is yeah, gone. Yeah, that doesn't matter. I'm pretty sure it's gone, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm no doctor, but if anybody listens that is a doctor, I highly doubt it. I think that if it is, if it endangers somebody else's life, yes. then then it's like it's a rule, like it's a loophole. You know what I mean? It's like it's like a priest. It's like a priest gets um um what's not what's it called? Not confinement, confession. If somebody confesses yeah. to a priest, being like, "I'm gonna go murder." A bunch of orphans you're like okay i should probably say yeah something. like you have to you gotta say something. i think old gaudy boy will be okay yeah with me telling on this like you know little tale even tale. if even if you could like not have to tell like the cop like you should in that situation like you should absolutely or you just take that scalpel on the edge and you jam it into his goddamn neck no, that's not your that's not your call to make <laughs> that's that is my call it's, that's my call i just no, said it no um, if assuming the doctor patient confidentiality thing was a wash, I would poison the shit out of him. What do you mean by and a have wash? No regrets. Like it, like it didn't like, cause I'm pretty sure we just talked about it. Like it, there is a thing. Yeah. But if that, did, that wasn't, this wouldn't make, yeah. If that wasn't okay. the case and he was actually protected by all the shit. Yeah. I'd poison the shit out of him. I, st- I don't, I still don't think I would poison the shit out of him. The greater good. I, yeah. Well, you could do that or I would just risk my like medical license to like, for the greater good and then fight it in court you're risking it either way right yeah but i'm not i would rather not poison somebody if i can help it i would poison an abusive i would poison an abusive like somebody's abusive husband over like that wait what i don't know (laughs) you know what i mean like i would condone i would condone poisoning like an abusive (laughs) spouse over poisoning so like i'm okay (laughs) with people giving other people hiv on purpose but if you hit your wife that's too far. No. Like, they're both horrible, Lauren. <laughs> no, no. What I mean is, I. What do you mean? I don't. That's not what I think that it said. would be more acceptable for a poisoning to occur if it was like uh, a, a, a domestic abuse, abuse case. yeah, an, a domestic abuse case, as opposed to this guy threatening to spread HIV, a deadly disease. Yeah, because uh, that can be hand. That's easier to handle in different ways. I don't know. <laughs> in my mind, it makes sense. Would you like a shovel to help dig your? Yeah, just soul, move on. Oh my God, I would poison him. Lauren would not, unless he was a, a wife abuser. Yeah, whatever, yeah, maybe. <laughs> All right, the next one is a fun one too. The hostage ecologists. I don't know why they had to be ecologists for this. I don't remember whatever. this one. Oh yeah, oh, I don't like this one either. <laughs> Tom is a part of a group of ecologists who live in a remote stretch of jungle. The entire group, which includes eight children have been taken hostage by a group of paramilitary terrorists. One of the terrorists takes a liking to Tom. He informs Tom that his leader intends to kill him and the rest of the hostages the following morning. He is willing to help Tom and the children escape, but as an act of good faith, he wants Tom to torture and kill one of his fellow hostages whom he does not like. Easy. If Tom refuses his offer, all the hostages, including the children and Tom, will die. If he accepts his offer, then the others will die in the morning, but Tom and the eight children will escape. Should Tom torture and kill one of the fellow hostages in order to escape from the terrorists and save the lives of the eight children? Now, is the person who's being tortured disliked by Tom or disliked by the terrorist? Disliked by Tom. So Tom doesn't like the guy and he's like, hey, you don't like this guy, you torture him. Yes. And I'll let- He does not going to torture him. He gives him up to be tortured. Oh, Tom's not doing think, the torturing? Right? I think it says Tom has to do the torturing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see. 
So that Tom is doing like, torturing. I so are we Tom? Are we in this situation? We're Tom. We're Tom. We're Tom. Well, not you. I'm. You're the person I don't like, and I would kill you to save the children. Well, I know that you would do that. That's yeah. obviously the option. Uh, that I'd you're put your head choose. right on a pike. I know you would. Right muscle. on a pike. I I'd... could not do that. I wouldn't be able to torture somebody. What I would do is talk the guard into being like, "Well, how about instead of me doing it, when we escape?" You torture and kill that guy, and then it'll look like you did something to try and stop people from escaping, and it'll get you points, and then I don't have to do it. So you have no problem picking the person that's going to be tortured and killed. Well, they have no. Lives. They picked the person. No, you have to pick the person. No, that they you do said not like. you picked the person that they picked the person that I don't no. like. For me to, yes, that's what it says. No. That's absolutely what it says. Tom, to torture and kill one of his fellow hostages whom he does not like. So you being Tom have to pick someone oh. you don't like in the group and torture him. No, I couldn't so do the torturing, no- <laughs> but I would be, I would be, I would feel better about choosing the person than I yeah. would be doing the torturing. If I had to, to if I guy. had to sacrifice one person, I would be able to do that, but I would not be able yourself. to do the torturing. No. No. I think if I hated him and it and it saved the children, it's not gonna be fun. But I'd do it. I don't. I don't. I Can really don't think else? I could. I feel so. Yeah. I would never be able to live with myself afterwards. No, and that's the sacrifice you have to make for those children and the other hostages. I would feel Otherwise, better about putting up a fight and dying that way, instead, and then I well, would torturing someone. When everybody get, escapes. And you're there, you're there left alone to torture this guy. Just like, create a plan. Let's fucking get out of here. You know what I mean? Well, I would just assume that somebody's holding a gun to me and being like, you better fucking torture them before I let you out of here. That's my, in my... Well, then you do that. I'm torturing the shit out of you. That's all I know, Lauren. Yeah, well... Yeah, I knew you. I knew knew that that was going to be your answer. If if you had to pick anyone, it would be me. You'd be like, fuck yeah, she's... All right, let everyone go. Let's get this. Let's start it. Let's be honest. If we were in a remote jungle, they would have killed you already. I wouldn't have even made it to the jungle, Robbie. No, a giant <laughs> bug would have eaten you or something. <laughs> I would have gotten poison ivy and been like, sorry, guys. Yeah, we were walking go. through the forest. It's hot. I hate it's this. So, I'm so sweaty. You would be complaining that you were sweaty too, though. I don't. I wouldn't complain that I was sweaty. The bugs would get me. The, the bugs, bugs yeah, good. I can handle sweat. I can't handle bugs. Yeah, absolutely yeah. not. Heat too. I don't get upset very often, but the two things that bother me at the same time is when it's fucking hot out and there's bugs in my way. Yes, and that just I. Oh just, my! I get mad about that. It, the the change in my demeanor when I get like maybe two degrees hotter than my normal temperature <laughs> yeah. is yeah. so apparent. Like even Danny sometimes is like. Okay, like you, like your whole attitude changes when you get like <laughs> yeah. hot. I get so cranky. Yeah. I'm just so angry when I get hot. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm well, if it was hot in the jungle, I might fucking torture someone to get out of there. So maybe. <laughs> stupid <laughs> bugs. Stupid humidity. Be like, you have a fucking bug near you. <laughs> oh, all right. Well. Who the fuck doesn't have an AC? <laughs> jungle people. Jungle don't people, though. Probably. All right. All right. I would torture. Lauren would not. Next one. The incriminating email. This is a long one. Oh, I like this one. You are the network administrator for a rather large company. You have a young family and need your job to support them. Part of your responsibility as a network administrator is to monitor the emails for the organization. 
Usually this just means occasionally allowing emails for staff members that have been accidentally blocked by the spam filters. One day, you get a help desk request from a staff member asking for an email to get released. Normally it's a standard procedure, except this time the request has come from the wife of a very good friend of yours. You recognize the name of the help desk request, so quickly attend to the problem. As part of the procedure, you need to manually open up the email to ensure that it isn't actually spam. You find that it turns out to be an email to your friend's wife from her lover. You scan the rest of the contents of the email, and there is no doubt that she has been having an affair for some time now. You release the email, but you can't decide what to do now. Your initial reaction is to call your friend and tell him about the email. However, you quickly realize that the company policy is very strict about revealing the contents of staff emails, and you will certainly lose your job if your boss finds out. In any case, you know that revealing this information presents great risk, because even if you don't do it directly, there's a good chance that the dots will be joined somewhere along the line and you will be found out. However, you feel that by not telling your friend, you are helping his wife to get away with adultery, and this troubles you greatly. What should you do? First off, they never should have continued reading the email when they first assumed it was, or when they first realized it was a personal email. It was probably too late by then. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure you, like, you can tell what spam is, like, right away. Yeah, but what if the first sentence was, I want your dick in my mouth? Yeah, all right. So there we go. All right. All right. Well, if it was something like that, you just, you, you don't <laughs> tell, you can't, you can't. That's that's part of your job when you signed up for your job. You signed a contract. You cannot disclose like what is in emails that you read during your job. That's just how it is. So On... I would totally tell my friend, by the way, but... Well, I'm not done, Robbie. Yeah, and, but in this instance, I have a family that needs me to have this job. So that kind of trumps anything with my friend. That's the only reason I wouldn't. Fuck the company's policy. This is adultery. This is totally different. I don't think that you should do it because of your job. I would not directly. For So is this like a person that's like you? Like, is this me telling you that like your spouse was cheating on you? Yes. All right. So with somebody, good friend. somebody good friend. like you, I would tell, but I wouldn't directly tell. I would drop hints. Because you're smart, <laughs> you're smart enough to pick up on me trying to like insinuate something, and yeah. I know that you would never allow something to lead back to me for doing that because you also have my best interest in mind as my friend. Yes. Another person, on the other hand, like who I'm not as close to and I don't have that same trust for. That's not a situation though. This is all your right. Close yeah. Point. If if it was if it was like a you and me situation, I would absolutely drop hints in a way yeah. to like steer you towards finding out about it but i wouldn't directly come and tell I bet, you i bet the person already has an idea anyway well, i mean people usually know when they're yeah. getting cheated on like they have an inkling some i guess i don't yeah. know yeah well, i guess so so i would not say anything because risking my job and my family uh lauren would murder you said murder the other person was that it something like that murder them yeah murder that's a weird yeah all right lauren would murder well, I just want that sound clip. I know like, you do. Eventually. I knew that's where you were going. Like like down the line when you're on an episode of Forensic Files, they'd be like, well, let's go back to episode 84. Robbie was right. He was goddamn right. Except I I think that I've proven through all of these ethical situations that I am not capable of killing. <laughs> <laughs> At all. Good one, Lauren. Okay, well. Good one, Lauren. 
I've literally seen her strangle a dog to death. It was the crazy. He thing. has absolutely not seen that. Yeah. It wasn't even anything real. It just looked at it. All right. All right. Just... So the next one is called The Pregnant Lady and the Dynamite. Oh, I'm excited because I didn't read any of these extra ones. So okay. I'm hearing these for the first time. So when I read the title to this one, I thought it was going in a different direction, kind of. Uh-huh. But I'm kind of happy it didn't go in the direction I thought it was. Anyway. A pregnant woman leading a group of five people out of a cave on the coast for some reason is stuck in the mouth of that cave. In a short time, high tide will be upon them, and unless she is unstuck, they will all be drowned except for the woman, whose head is sticking out of the cave. Fortunately, or unfortunately, someone has with them a stick of dynamite. There seems to be no way to get the pregnant woman loose without using the dynamite, which will inevitably kill her. But if they do not use it, everyone else will drown. What should they do? So, let's recap real quick. (laughs) There's a pregnant lady... And a bunch of people stuck in, in a, a cave. cave. The only on the way out of the cave is one tiny circle that the pregnant lady is stuck in. Yes. Okay. And the the tide water is coming in. Yes. Okay. So if the lady's really stuck, then the water won't be able to get in the cave. And she'll just drown and act like a plug. No, no, no. And- it's the other way around. It's coming up through the cave. Oh, that's why they need to. How blow many it people up. are there? Everyone grab a leg and, sh- just and rip that oh, lady out. Yeah, unfortunately, you probably have to sacrifice the baby in this instance to squish the belly down. Like, there's there's other options. I feel like they're not utilizing, but in this situation, do you stick a stick of dynamite up her butt, or do you drown? Well, why don't you just use like the dynamite as like a wedge and like try and like wedge her back in and let everybody else out, and then just sacrifice hard. her in it. I, stick a dynamite's not hard. It wouldn't. It wouldn't do that. It would just get stuck up and with her. I don't know. I've never touched dynamite. I don't know what it's like. <laughs> have you touched a pregnant woman? Okay. Yeah. Easy. Yeah, I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, I. Oh, this is this is a weird one. I would try to find another way. I couldn't blow up. If you're in a cave, you're gonna blow everyone else up too. Do they have a match? It depends. It depends where they are. It does not state that low, and it's not part of the situation. As apparently, they do have the, the uh, Ability required to tools light to light a stick of dynamite. Yeah. Well, then you could probably find another way to get out. I don't know. That's not the options, though. You either murder the woman and the baby, or you drown the death. What does the woman say in this situation? What's her What's I, her stance? Is she cool with being... cares what a well, woman she's thinks, cool. <laughs> All right, Robbie. <laughs> if she's cool with being sacrificed, yeah, let's go for it. Yeah, but she's not going to, you know. Well, some, you know, no, she could have a moral high ground, be like, yeah, this is the only way. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that be awkward to just have your head sticking out of a cavern as everybody drowns behind you? Yeah. What does she do? What does she do after the the water lowers again? Yeah. Well, so (laughs) like she's is she gonna die no matter what? So let's just blow her up. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) You heard it here first. Lauren would stuck a dynamite up her butt. I'm almost done with this beer, so... Oh, wait. Is there more in here? Uh, we can probably do one more question, and then we'll wrap this shit up. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. All right, let's do it. All right, this one is called The Mad Bomber. Ooh. A madman who has threatened to explode several bombs in a crowded area has been apprehended. Unfortunately, he has already planted the bombs, and they are scheduled to go off in a short time. It is possible that hundreds of people may die. The authorities cannot make him divulge the location of these bombs by conventional methods. He refuses to say anything and requests a lawyer to to protect his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. 
In exasperation, some high-level officials suggest torture. This would be illegal, but the official is sure that it will make him tell the truth in time for you to find and defuse the bombs. What should you do? You wait until a lawyer gets there, because torture doesn't work. Wrong. <laughs> no, that's correct. <laughs> it is not correct. It's not always correct. It's about 50-50. No, I do not. I don't do that. You don't? No. Even if you could save hundreds of lives? I... Because of the scumbag decides. He's like, oh, I want to lawyer up. You know he planted the bombs. He's already admitted to it. I don't know. I just, I don't, I can't, I'm not capable of doing that. I don't know. I just don't think that that's the right way to go about it. Congratulations. The news headline the next morning says Lauren Kai Sutherland just murdered 6,000 Why people. haven't they evacuated this area <laughs> if they know there are bombs there? There's not enough time. They should just start anyways. I'm sure they have. That's probably normal procedure. I don't well, they know. don't know where they are. They have no clue. They could be could be everywhere. You're not torturing them? I don't know. No? I just I don't... A little, a little bit of waterboarding never hurt anybody. Well, I just don't That's the Bush think... administration. I think that maybe getting a lawyer and getting a quick, like a, like a plea bargain real quick would be more effective. Yeah, I doubt he's going to plea bargain, Lord. He's a I, terrorist. I don't know. Oh, he's a terrorist. Yeah. He's a terrorist. That's what it says. <laughs> I wasn't listening. No, well, shocker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't like that. I don't like it. I don't like you that. Don't like it. If, if Lauren was the terrorist, I would torture her. Um, it doesn't say anything bad comes against you if you torture him, like afterwards. Yeah, but I so. still, I just don't think that that's right. I'd be okay with it. I know I you would. I saved thousands of lives. I, could, I saved a bunch of lives. I could see you being okay with it. <laughs> that's supposed to fucking mean, Lauren? <laughs> well, nothing. You're just, you're a, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, that like your choice in the situation is bad. It's just not my choice in the situation. I condone, I, 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 I don't, not, condone is not the the right word i commend you for being able to make a choice like that america <laughs> america <laughs> America. so i would probably torture the guy lauren apparently wouldn't she would i'm not capable of something like that robbie i'm not capable of it <laughs> the higher ups would be like all right lauren torture him and you'd be like <gasps> diggle, 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 diggle. <laughs> honestly that would like, probably be more doing? effective <laughs> Uh, if you if somebody wanted to get information out of me tickling me or giving me like an abundance of alcohol that's that's really all oh, you yeah. have to do you never heard that term <clears throat> loose lips sink ships oh pff, all, all the sink all <laughs> the ships at the bottom of the ocean 10 minutes that's it they're all done that's why you don't have a security <laughs> yeah. clearance oh i can't wait to feed oh, you to the aliens oh yeah but wait it's in a small child not me yeah I said a small boy. Yeah, you would suggest. So before we go, we're going to rate our beers real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's something Lauren, we what do you got? All right. Well, today I drank white chocolate moohoo, uh, an ale brewed with cocoa nibs and natural flavors added from Terrapin Beer Company in Athens, Georgia, the 2019 Reserve. It is uh, thick and sweet and delicious. It's really, it's, it's basically, a, I'm going to call this a stout because that's what it is is like to the light stout but it's really not it's really not even light it's thick (laughs) i think it's so i think it's thick because it's so sweet as as it's gotten warmer the sweetness has it's gotten sweeter but it's still not like that gross like fake sweet and it's really bitter 
actually. Just means made well. Yeah, it's really good. I'm I'm very impressed by this beer. Um, it wasn't. It, it's what I was expecting at the same time as not being what I expected. If that makes like the taste is what I expected, but Just like give it a goddamn. Ring. All right, yeah, you're right. It's good. I give this beer a three point seven five to three nice. or a three point eight. It's a little bit better than three point seven five. Not as good as a four. I drank Liquid Riot from. I didn't drink Liquid Riot. I drank Sugar Shack from Liquid Riot in Portland, Maine. There it is. Seven percent lager brewed with fresh Maine maple sap and maple syrup. This beer was amazing. I've never heard of the company as long as long with you. Never had it before. Yeah. Easy 4.25. It is so good. Wow. I like I like loggers. I like craft loggers. Hope I'm hoping they yeah. kind of make a resurgence. I think they will. 425. This was very good. I kind of want to find more stuff from Liquid Riot. Yeah, I want to I want to see if I can find anything from them too. Also, I I need to do an order from the Packy because I've been like craving other beers like loggers and pilsners and just like things that I haven't had in a long variety, time. Yeah, I'm craving a little variety in my life, Robbie. Just a little variety. I just need a little bit of variety. So I think I think I'll do an order at some point here. Lauren's not satiated enough with her murder and torture of all these innocent victims. I'm not good at she murder and torture. I'm not good at murder and torture. Well, that just about wraps it up for this episode. You can find the Brew Interviews on our Instagram account at the Brew Interviews or on Twitter at the Brew Interviews. You can also send us an email at the Interviews at gmail.com or on Facebook under the Brew Interviews. And if you feel so inclined you can head over to our patreon page at patreon.com slash the brew interviews and become part of the brew interviews family just like these few people hillary mitch steph karen danny jess and the wreck my podcast crew thank you very much for supporting the show also be sure to rate review and subscribe it really helps us out anything else Lauren? um don't forget if you rate review and subscribe uh more so if you just write us a review if you screenshot that and send it to us on instagram or facebook or to our email and like give us your mailing address we'll send you a free sticker or a free button um we, lap dances whatever yeah whatever yeah if you want that that might be something robbie will do for you so yeah, um 100%. <laughs> Uh, so, or if you have a suggestion for a show, like a topic you want to hear, let, reach out, let us know. We're friendly. We like to talk. So, uh, exactly. yeah, yeah, that's all. Uh, thank you to all of our healthcare workers and, uh, wear your masks. That's all. Good. Okay. okay. <laughs> for the Brew Interviews, I'm Robbie. And I'm Lauren. Good night. Good night. This has been The Brew Interviews, a podcast about craft beers coast to coast with Lauren and Robbie. I'm going to go murder a bunch of orphans. Gives it the sweetness, you know what I mean?